0: i'd like to welcome you all here this morning we'll begin the service we'll sing number 265 shall we gather at the river number 265 forward to being in that group of people and meeting and gathering with the righteous at the throne of God are we really looking forward to that so much so that we're willing to just put it all into the hands of Jesus Christ that we're willing to trust in him for our salvation because I know and we should all know and understand that there's nothing that we can do of our own self, our works, that we can secure that. But through faith and through putting it, putting our trust in Jesus Christ, we can. And we can see victory. And we can gather there with the righteous. We'll gather there with all of those that have made that same decision there will be able to be with them forever and ever gather with the righteous there at the river that flows before the throne of God and that river of righteousness that is flowing out today from him that river of forgiveness that river of mercy that river of love that flows from his throne today for each and every one of us so that we can know him, and we can be encouraged in his work, and then we can all see victory with him. I want us to just put our trust and faith in him. I want us to all understand why he came here to the earth, and when we look around and we see what the world is so adamant looks like. Of just what can I do to entertain myself or what can I do to get farther away from the Lord instead of drawing closer to him that's kind of the way it looks like throughout the world today it's just so much everything that you look at practically it's what can I do to satisfy this flesh naturally Instead of what can I do to draw closer to the Lord? And what is it in our life and in our mind today? Are we truly wanting to draw closer to Him? Are we truly wanting to get farther away from the lust of the flesh, from the pride of life, the lust of the eyes? These are things that is constantly brought to our attention. Now, where are we? And what will we be? What are we looking for today? How do I want to conduct myself? And how do I want to encourage you to let's look to Jesus Christ? <laughs> we've turned here this morning to the second chapter of acts there's a tremendous amount in that chapter there of encouragement and how that they heard the word of god every one of them that had a mind to want to hear it in their own language and there was many many different ones that were there just He he goes over maybe 10 or 15 different countries and people there that were able to hear the Word of God that was being spoken by just a small group of people there that had been able to be together and they were waiting because Jesus Christ told them to wait there until you received the power on high, and then he ascended back up into heaven there with his Father. And I believe that they were being obedient to those things, and they were there together. And then they heard that wonderful word. It came in as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all that was in the house. Think about that today, that as we're sitting here today, The wonderful miracle that took place there with that group of people. They had an interest above all other things there and how can I be a one that is able to receive that power that Jesus Christ has said that I will send to you. I'm going to be sending that to you. Wait upon it. And I know that he has promised that to each and every one of us. Now are we... Have we received it? Do we know that in our life, in our heart, in our mind? These people there were able to receive it, and they, they knew it. And there was a power there, and they could see, and they began to speak the wonderful words of life, and others began to receive it and to hear it. And I want everyone that is here today to be able to receive that. If there is some reason that you don't understand, let it be known, and we will help you to understand his words. But starting there at the 14th verse of the 2nd chapter of Acts, he says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem be this known unto you and hearken to my words and I want that's what I want everybody to listen here today and to do just exactly what Peter was asking for these people to do there Peter stood up and he made a commandment or he gave a, a, a well you could say it was a commandment because he just said listen to me be this known unto you and hearken to my words And that's what I want everyone to do this morning is to hearken, listen, and pay attention and to receive these words that are going to be spoken to us today just as it was and see how it it took care of these people. See what happened to these people by listening to the Word of God. And I know it's just as available to us today. For these are not drunken as you suppose, See that it is but the third hour of the day. The people there, when they saw, they wanted to downgrade what was going on of some of the people there. They wanted to say that, look, these people are drunk with what they're saying. But Peter just immediately stood up and very boldly right before all of them, and that's what I want to proclaim to you today, the wonderful words of life, just as Peter did in that day. And these men are not drunk. They're just, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He said, if you knew and understood what the old prophets had done, you'd be able to see it and understand it also. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. That it was, he was just going to pour out his spirit. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh all flesh that desires it. That is who He was poured out on. He will never force His Spirit upon anyone. But if we have a desire for that and we go to Him and we ask Him and we beg Him for it, He will give it to us. He will pour out that Spirit upon us. And He said, not just to one group, not just to male or female. He says but unto your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, all of them being able to have that Spirit put upon them so that they would be able to understand and see the visions that God would have for them to see and to understand and prophesy, preach, and to teach the things that He would have for them to do to go across and carry His Word throughout the world. And, my, and on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath: blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood, before and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now I want us all to understand, this is what Peter was telling them, and that's just as much available to us today. He says, I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. And those things have been going on all the way along since Christ was here, blood, fire, vapor of smoke, the fire, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us so that we'd be able to accept him and be able to be forgiven, and then the fire to burn up all of those sins, to take them away, and the vapor of smoke there that will hide those things from the wicked, from the evil from those the unrighteous there cannot see and understand and the Sun shall be turned into darkness the light of God turned into darkness by men taking his word and watering it down and preaching and teaching things that would not be correct and these things have been going on he warned them in the very day that he was there about the Antichrist and the false prophets and the false teachers all of those things will happen before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And he he did come. He came here upon the earth. And this is what Peter was telling them about, that he is coming, and he will come to pass. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I want us to everyone to understand that, and there is not a chance of any one of us receiving that new birth or living and going into that eternal life with Jesus Christ and God the Father unless we call upon Him to save us, call upon Him to forgive us our sins, call upon Him to give us that power, that knowledge and understanding that He has said, I will write it in your heart and I will put it in your mind. That is what we must be when he says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what he's talking about. That we've got to call upon him to come into our life. And when we do that, then God the Father will give him that new birth, that new spirit to give to you and I, that Holy Ghost. You men of Israel, hear these words. And I want to just say, you men and women that is here today, hear these words. Peter wanted their attention. I want your attention loud and clear this morning. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles, and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Do we understand that today? Now, he was just telling me, he says, Now, you men of Israel, you men and women that is here today in this church, let me tell you what was taking place. He said, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God. And we understand that. We can see, we can read and see about all that he did. He was approved of God. God said, Thou art my son. I am well pleased with, him, with you. And then he goes on and he says, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. Right among the people there, this man came and he lived right among them. We have those things written so that we can see it and know it today. Approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. We have not seen what these people saw. We have seen some miracles in our life. We have seen the most wonderful miracle that has ever taken place and that is Jesus Christ coming here upon the earth and, and being a part of our lives. That is Jesus Christ coming here and giving us that new birth, that new spirit. That is the most wonderful miracle that has ever taken place here upon the earth. Wonders and signs which did by him in the midst of you, as yourselves also know. God did this, and do you know it today? I believe it. I have never seen him in the flesh. I have never been there as these people were, and Peter just brought it out to them. He says, as you yourselves also know this, we should know it today. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. By your wicked hands, he says. He is crucified. And you you slew him. But God understood that. God knew that this would take place. That's why he sent him here to the earth, being delivered by the determinate counsel and for knowledge of God. You have taken him by wicked hands, have crucified and slain. Isn't that something to think about? What took place and what happened to Jesus Christ here upon the earth? Whom God hath raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding a vet that God raised him up out of that tomb. What Peter is doing is just bringing these, the, to these people's attention what took place. And that's what I'm doing here this morning is bringing to your attention what took place with Christ. He came here, he lived on the earth, he overcame, he was put to death. But God raised him up out of the grave. And by him doing that, he can raise you and I spiritually. You and I came here to this earth and was just as dead spiritually as Christ was dead naturally when they put him in that tomb. But God raised him. Put life back into that body, and God, because He He raised him and He gave him power over that death, God will give you power over that sinful death of that spiritual part in your life, and you can overcome it by the power of God, not by yourself. It is impossible. But Peter just bringing all of these things to these people's attention, just right there in front of them, just a, a a man there that was looked upon as just a common person, but here all this group of people, this big multitude from all over different parts of the of the world in that day, was there, and he was there for one reason, to just. Teach and to preach the word of Jesus Christ. This whom God hath raised having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be an of it. For David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad, moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Now this was just things that David had written, that he was, Peter was just bringing this to these people's attention. David was speaking of these things hundreds of years before. And he said that for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. And that is what I want us all to be able to have that rest in hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Remember what we talk about constantly about how. That he says the wages of sin is death, and the ways of, that seems right unto man leads to destruction. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's what I want us all to know and understand today. And we can be a part of that. We can see him. We can know him. And we can be a part of, the, of that eternal life that he says. And he did not leave him in that grave. His body did not see corruption. His spirit did not see corruption ever. It was a righteous spirit that was there, and God gave him the power over all evil. And there was nothing that corrupted that body of Jesus Christ. Neither wilt thou suffer, thine holy one, to see corruption. David wrote about it years before. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that he is both dead and buried, in his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to his flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Just reminding them again of some of the things that David had been told that God had told him that he would raise up a Messiah come from his lineage through David's lineage, that he would raise up a Messiah, one that would come to give power over sin, one that would come to save the world from their sins. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell neither his flesh did see corruption this jesus who this jesus hath god raised up whereof we are all witness and we can all be a witness to that today we didn't see it A lot of these people did not see that happen, but he said, you can be a witness of this by understanding and by listening to my words and believing upon Jesus Christ. Believing that these things happened, you can be a witness of it also. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted... And having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. Now, I do believe, though, that he says there in the beginning, he says, Peter standing up with the eleven. Now, when he's talking about here, this Jesus has God raised up where we are all witnessed. All of those, Peter and those 11 there, they were witnesses. They had seen those things take place. They had seen him hang on the cross. They had seen him put in the tomb. They had seen the empty tomb. They had seen Jesus Christ after that as he worked his way around them in many different places and how he made himself available to above 500 people, I believe he says, there in one place. This is the power of God today. But what did he say? Just read on and see what took place. This Jesus hath God raised up where we are all witness. Therefore being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. He is Jesus Christ, was the one that received that Spirit of the Holy Ghost from God the Father. And he is now shedding that forth for all of us to be able to hear and to know and understand is what Peter was telling them. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, Set thou my right hand till I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now I want us, everyone that is under the sound of my voice today, to know exactly what Peter is talking about there and what he says. Therefore, let all the house of Israel, let all of those believers Today, know assuredly, beyond the shadow of any doubt, that God hath made that same Jesus, whom was crucified, I'm going to say, because we didn't crucify him, but if we have not accepted him, we are in the same spirit, and we are crucifying his word here upon the earth. We are crucifying him again. If we do not accept him and believe what he did here upon the earth, wherein you have crucified both Lord and Christ. he—that That is who God sent, and that is who God says that he is. God hath made that same Jesus, both Lord and Christ, over all mankind. Lord and Christ. He is our Lord. He is the one that will show us, and we must live in accordance with how He would have us to live. That is what a Lord does. He lords over the people. He gives them commandments of how and what they should do. And that is what He does there. And our Christ, our Savior, that came here to the earth, and He overcame sin in every situation. He overcame death. He was resurrected back to life, all for you and me, not for Himself but he did it all because of the love that he had for us. He is both Lord and Christ for us today. Do not let Satan tell you any other thing, but it must be through Jesus Christ, our Lord, that we accept him, that we accept God, and we accept the power of God. Then Peter said unto them, I skipped a very important verse there. Very important. This is, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now that should be in our mind, every one of us, it doesn't matter who you are. That should be what we are constantly asking Jesus Christ. What shall we do that we might get closer to you? But first of all, we must have our heart pricked. That we must see that we are not living in accordance with the Word here. We are not living in accordance with how Jesus Christ would have for us to live our life. Because all of us came here in that sinful body, that sinful, that we inherited, that sinful nature that we inherited through Adam and Eve. And He says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God have made that same Jesus, both Lord and Christ, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. You tried to put him off. You tried to kill him, but that did not stop him. God still made him Lord and Christ over us all. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And I want that to be on every one of our minds. That's what I want in my life. I want my heart, if there is something there that is not right with Jesus Christ and the Father, I want my heart to be pricked. I want to be broken. And I want to be going to Him saying, What shall I do? What shall I do, Lord? That's what Paul said as he was going down there to Damascus. He saw all of a sudden, something is wrong with what I am doing. He had fallen. There was a great light. He heard the voice. And he says, what must I do? Who is it? Lord was first, I believe. And then the Lord said, he said, it is Jesus. And Paul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. What must I do, Lord, was his next thing, I believe he said and that's what you and I need to be doing today. What must I do? Just exactly like these people here. And let's read on and see what took place there. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about there? Listen to what Peter told them. He didn't go tell them a whole string of things. He just said, Look, he said, What shall we do? He said, Repent. That's the first thing he said. Repent of your sins. See that you, what you have been involved in, see that you are a sinner. Repent, and when you repent of those things, you have to stop doing it. True repentance does not just let you just continue on in sin. True repentance will stop you from doing the old things that Satan had you doing. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, the remission of sins. Repent. Be baptized with the water baptism and be baptized just as these people here were, baptized with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And that's the only way we can truly have those sins taken away is letting the Spirit of the Holy Ghost come within us to do that. That will happen if we will just allow it. Therefore, I'm sorry. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's encouraging to me. Here Peter was just telling them, and he, he was telling them what the promise there, that David had that promise that there would a Messiah come and one that would be able to save them from their sins. And he says, now this promise that you'll be able to receive that Spirit of the Holy Ghost, he says, for the promise is unto you, you that I am speaking to there today at, in that day is what Peter was saying, but I'm speaking it to you, every single one of you, that the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ by repenting of our sins is unto you and unto me from God through Jesus Christ. That promise is there, my friends. Even and to all that are far off. I believe what Peter was talking about there, that there was other people that would be receiving these things that are far off from them in just the natural lay of the land, going way off and distance from them. As you can go on and read through Acts and see that this Word was spread abundantly over the countries in that day but I believe he's also speaking about far off in time, that we've got the same opportunity today of that promise, 2,000 years since Peter was preaching this, that we've got the same opportunity for this promises unto you and your children and to all that are afar off, afar off in time from where Peter was in that day. Even... As many as the Lord our God shall call, and who does he call? Those that do just what he says. Those that call upon Jesus Christ. Those that repent of their sins, and he will call them to be able to receive that new birth. That new spirit, that's who he will call upon to receive that. And many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. And I know that many, many words have been spoken here to this group of people, exhorting you, encouraging you, things that would rebuke your sin, whatever it might be. It was things that the Lord wanted to give to us so that we could be encouraged to follow him. And with many other words did he testify. And that's what I want to be testifying to you about what Jesus Christ did and what he will do. What is the most important thing in our life? There is nothing in our life here naturally that is as important. We're going to live here upon the earth for just a few short years. If you live to be a hundred years old, that's just a few short years. It is nothing compared to eternity. And we can go out and, as he it says in one place, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What, would, what good if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? What have you gained? But if you put your trust and do as what Peter was telling these people here to do, you have gained it all. You have gained eternal life. And that's what we need to be looking for is gaining and having that eternal life. Because there is nothing else that really should matter to us. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things, these other things will be added to you. Then they that gladly received His Word, were baptized. Them that gladly received His Word were baptized. And I would hope that everyone, if there's anyone here today that has not received, that has not been baptized and has not repented for your sins, receive His Word gladly today. Don't put it off. Receive it gladly and be a part of His work here upon the earth just as these people were, received his word and were baptized, and the same day there were added to them about 3,000 souls. That just is astonishing to me. To see how that these kind of things took place in that day, and when I look around and see, I see that here was this group of people from all over, everywhere. Let's just go back and just read a little bit about here. There, starting at the eighth chapter, eighth verse, there in this same thing, and he said, "How here we every man in our own tongue." Wherein we were born, Parthians and Medes and Emulites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and in Cappadocia and in Pontus and in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, creeds and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongue the wonderful words of God the wonderful words of God, in their tongues, all of that was speaking. Now, you think that God can't do that today? He did it in that day. He is the same God today, and I believe His Word is being taught throughout the world. And it is being taught here. But do we see an interest? Is there an interest in you and me as these people were? They were able to receive that, and they were able to 3,000 people that day believe on Jesus Christ and become a part of the righteous that day because of what this common man was there preaching and teaching. Let us all be thankful for what He has done for us today and given us the opportunity just as these people had the opportunity. Now let's do just as they do. Receive His Word, receive His Word, and be baptized, especially be baptized with that Spirit of the Holy Ghost and be at one. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. All that believed were together righteously there, and I think that they were even together there in a natural thing. There was bad times probably around in that The people were poor, a lot of them, and did not have a lot, but they were all together, and all that believed were together and had all things common. And I know that all those that believed had all the spiritual things common. He was able to give. It didn't matter who you were in life. You were able to have just as much of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost as the next one had, and able to receive and able to know and able to grow. Because you had everything you needed spiritually, these people did. And you can have that today and have everything you need spiritually. There's nothing that he will withhold from those that has a desire for it. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking... Bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. It just amazes me to see what took place. And you know, I want to be looking right here at this man, at me, And being sure that I am speaking and teaching the truth just as Peter did in that day, that others may be able to see it and hear it and let their heart be pricked and come into the church of the living God, the spiritual church. I'm not talking about any man-made part. I'm talking about the spiritual church to be a Part of that and all that believed were together and had all things common. I want them to have all things common with the people of Jesus Christ. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. These people, the way I look at that, they were getting off of that broad road that led to destruction. And they were getting upon that straight and that narrow road that would lead to life everlasting. And we've got that opportunity today to know Him. We've got that opportunity to be a part of that just exactly the same way. Instead of seeking out entertainment, be seeking out what he would have for me to do today. What must I do, Lord, is what I need to be asking. And then letting him just direct me, guide me in everything so that I can help others to be able to be just what Peter was doing here. He was helping others to be able to understand, and not just Peter, the other apostles there was doing the same thing, teaching, and the people heard them in their own word, and I know that he can do that today. I want to turn, I believe we'll read some in Matthew here that I believe would be good for us to see and understand some about some of the same thing or something. Let's go turn to the 22nd chapter of Matthew. This is what the work of the Lord is, is being done. Will you accept his word? Let's read and see what took place here and how there were some that were called but they did not accept. There was others that called and they came in. Let's start reading the first verse, 22nd chapter of Matthew. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king which made a marriage for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. I'm going to just go ahead and read through several verses here, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of them. And he says, Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and built up the city. And then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as you shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guest, he saw there was a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in, Heather, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot. Take him away and cast him into outer darkness." there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now let's go back and let's talk about this. But you see what took place there. And that king, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king which made a marriage for his son, God. The king over all and he sent his son here the bridegroom to overcome all things and he is giving his spirit there so that the bride can make herself ready to come and be to the marriage and he is giving his word his message to us so that we can come today that we can be prepared to come to the marriage with the bridegroom who is Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. And that marriage can only come through those that are called because they are repenting of their sins. And He sent forth His servants. To call them that were bidden to the marriage, to the wedding, and they would not come. His word. You see, all the way along here, right up until the day of Pentecost, there, people had been rejecting the word. Yes, there were some that followed him while he was here upon the earth. But the main part of the people, in this, as he was teaching and preaching, a lot of the people rejected him, the Jews and the Religious people in that day, they rejected Him. The ones that should have been called, that's who He had called them to the wedding. He called them to come to believe upon Me. And they would not come. He's calling on you and me today to come to the wedding, to believe upon Him. Will you come? Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. He was continuing to plead with these people. He sent to others. He went out. People rejected him. He sent to others, and they made light of it and went their ways. Are you going to make light of His Word today and go your way in that lost condition that you're in? Or will you accept Him? Will you accept Him and be a part of Him? He sent others, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner and my oxen and my fatlings, and all things are ready, come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. They took his preachers, and this is what has been going on. They put them to death. We read, I believe, last week about how James was put to death and how they were going to put Peter to death. They were a servant there, and he would, they were this telling people to come to the marriage of the Lamb. But they were putting them to death. And when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies, and he destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. And he will destroy those things. It will be destroyed at that final time. Then said he unto his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden are not worthy. Are you going to be worthy? He has bidden. He is calling. He is asking for you to come to the marriage supper. Are you going to be a part of it? Then said to his, The wedding is ready, but they were bidding were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. The Jews that he had been teaching to and talking to there, they had made themselves not worthy. Now, a, this is what was taking place over there What when Peter, when the Holy Ghost came upon them and these people could hear their words. Go you therefore into the highways and as many as you shall find bid to the marriage. All of those people there were able to hear and come to the marriage of the lamb. And a few short days later after that we talked about last week of how that Cornelius and the Gentiles were able to receive it and come to the marriage With Jesus Christ, they believed the Word. And we can come today. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as you shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests, both bad and good. Coming in. People today look upon, in a lot of cases, they don't want to see people, maybe bad, that's living a bad life, coming to hear the Word of God. They feel like we are good, we don't need to associate with that type of thing, but that is wrong. He says that he he went out and he instructed them to go, and go you therefore into the highways, and many as you find bid to the marriage, whoever it might be, tell them about Jesus Christ. is what he's saying for us. So that the servants went out into the highways and they gathered together all as many as they found, all that would hear their word and come in, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And that's what he is doing spiritually today. He is going out. He said, I did not come for the righteous that they might repent, but I came to save those sinners. I came to save those that were unrighteous. That's what he said he came. So we need to be looking into those things. There is a a man over in Africa, and he was working something very similar to what was going on here. And he was working with all kind of people, bringing them in and trying to teach them the wonderful words of life and bringing them into the church. It didn't matter what their lifestyle had been. If they were prostitutes or thieves, robbers, or whatever it might be, He felt like they needed to come in and to hear the Word. So he started bringing them in to hear the Word. And the people there at the church that he attended said, why are you doing this? He says, you are bringing bad people in. And we are good people. You must stop this. Does that sound like what was going on, what God did here, what Jesus Christ's servants did when He told them to go out and to bring them in to the marriage. And they brought in the good and the bad. And they were there for the marriage. And that's what He did. But those people there, eventually they told the man that had brought them in, you will either have to stop bringing them in or Go. Go. And leave this church. His name was Charles Mully, and you can read about him. He did a, a wonderful work there. Or God did in him. These are things. He continued. He left because his he knew that these people needed to hear the word. Just as much as others, just as what was happening right here when Jesus tried he or when he God was telling him to go and to spread the word and to bring in these people, and they rejected it, then he sent out, and he brought in the good, the bad, whoever would hear the word to come to the marriage, and they made themselves worthy of coming into the marriage, and the, the wedding was furnished with guests. And his wedding, that wedding, will be furnished with the righteous at that final day when the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, brings forth the bride, the spiritual church, and joins them together with God. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about? And he's telling us there, the good and the bad But the people there rejected him. Most of the people did. Are we going to reject his word today? Are we going to say, I need to be saying, what must I do? What must I do to draw closer For many are called. Well, I'm sorry. And when the king came in to see the guest, he saw that there was a man which had not on a wedding garment. Here, the king then, God. The well, look at that. He came in and he saw there that someone had tried to come into the wedding, had come in there to where the people were. The wedding had not started. But the king saw there that there was one that did not have on a wedding garment. And he knows all about us and what you will be able to be when you stand before him. Will your name be there in the book of life? Or will it be removed? Or has it never been there? He looked upon him and he said, And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in heather not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And that's kind of the way it looks to me like when the Lord said there that at that final day that there would be people that would come up to him and they would be telling him all about how that we have cast out devils, we have preached your word, we have taught your word in the streets, All of these things we have done, and he says, I never knew you. Depart from me. They will be speechless. He didn't have that wedding garment on, he did not have that new birth, that new spirit. And he said, and listen what the king told his servants. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Take him away. He thought he was going to the marriage He thought, I will be able to get by. Is that what you think in your life today, that you'll be able to get by and not have to do what He said do, to repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins? To put it all into the hands of Jesus Christ bind him hand and foot and cast him into outer darkness. In Revelations he said he'll cast him into the lake of fire and brimstone. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Think about that, friends. Of how that is. That this man thought he was coming there to the marriage, and these people think that they will be coming there to receive the reward of everlasting life. And hear those words, Depart from me, I never knew you. There will be weeping. I don't have another chance. I don't have another opportunity. A gnashing of teeth when we've got such a wonderful opportunity today to just accept Jesus Christ as He is on His terms. Accept Him. I want to read just a few verses on down here about the, 15th, the 18th or the 17th. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? And here, listen, you know, these people were just trying to find something wrong with the Word of God in that day. Is that in your mind today? Is that what we would be looking for? What am I going to find that I can find something wrong in this man Jesus? And Jesus came in a very low way, and that was one of the things the Jews felt like that he ought to—that the Messiah would be coming in a very high, and mighty way. But that's not what God had planned. He brought Jesus up through just a very low way. In, in the natural part of life there. That's what took place. And they wanted to condemn Him. Do you want to condemn His words today? I'm not an educated man that's got all kind of letters behind my name that I'm a doctor of divinity or all these things, but I believe that I've got the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. I believe that I can speak and teach His Word just as Peter and the other apostles did in their day. Not of anything of my own. And it wasn't anything of Peter and them speaking. It was the wonderful words of life that God was speaking through them that people would be able to know and understand it. Why tempt you me, you hypocrite? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? And they say unto him, Caesar's. Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. And that's what we need to be looking at today. Render unto God. The things that are his, that spiritual part, be seeking that, seek that, and all of these seek that first. He says, and he goes on and he talks about how that he's arrayed all kind of things, and he is he gives the food to the ravens. He the lily of the lily of the field, how beautiful it is, and he tells that Solomon and all his glory was not arrayed like that beautiful lily, that God did. And he says, now you seek first the kingdom of God. And he says, all of these other things will be added to you. And I know that for a fact, that if we will seek him out first, he will take care of us on the natural part also. It may not be what we think that we need, but it will be what he knows that we need. He will take care of us. So let's all, friends, let's hear His Word. Let's live by His Word. Let's be as those in that second chapter of Acts had to say there that we read about earlier there today. What they said, when they heard the Word, they were pricked in their heart and they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do let that be on our mind constantly let that be our prayer god the father and jesus christ what shall we do with the things that you have so graciously entrusted into our hands both spiritually and naturally What shall we do? And I know there will be a difference in our life. Let's put our trust there. And let's hear His Word. And repent. And trust. And be at one with Jesus Christ and the Father. And then we will be just as those others. They were at one with one another and had all things common. I know that we can all have that common today, the spiritual part. Let us put our faith and trust there. And not in the things that He says that the rust and the moth will corrupt. And thieves will break through and steal. But that part, that spiritual part, will never go away. As long as we want Him to be there, we can abide with Him. And He will abide with us. And draw near to Him and He will draw near to us. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing number 301. My faith looks up to Thee. It's a wonderful thing to think about. My faith looking up to Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
0: Faith looks up to Thee. Make sure that that's in our heart today. Thou Lamb of Calvary, may Thy rich grace impart strength to my fainting heart. He is there with us all. Be Thou my God. Bid darkness turn today. The darkness of sin in our lives. He can take it away and let that light shine so bright within you and become that eye that is full of light and then that whole body is full of light and takes all the darkness away and we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. To God the Father, we come to you today and our request is this what will you have me to do what must we do Lord help us all to put our faith and trust in your son Jesus Christ for I know and understand that He came over, he overcame all things and we can overcome all things through Him. God, I beg that You be with everyone that has a desire for Your Spirit in the upcoming days, that they are able to see and know and to be a part of the bride that is about, to be united with the bridegroom. I know that we can be a part of that. And hear those words, enter you into my kingdom. Thou hast well done. Lord, direct our thoughts and our words and our deeds in your will here upon the earth. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.